0: Rory O'Neill, I'm his radio national correspondent, talking about Trump immunity. Take it away, Rory.
1: Yeah, this was a truth social post by the former president when he said that even events that, quote, cross the line, unquote, must fall under total immunity or it will be years of trauma trying to determine good from bad. He went on to write that all presidents must have complete and total presidential immunity. He explained himself a bit more during an appearance with Sean Hannity last night Talking uh, really referencing Barack Obama and a decision uh, to launch a missile strike that killed innocent civilians. Uh, Trump suggesting that Obama could have been charged, and this is why you need this kind of total immunity for a sitting president.
0: Interesting stuff, you know, because it's rather surreal, Rory, and it doesn't seem to move the Trump numbers at all. That the that the president will go from uh, you know big one in Iowa, event in New Hampshire, court in New York, or wherever on morning, fly back to New Hampshire, back to court, back to New Hampshire. I mean, it's rather surreal, isn't it? And a funeral in the middle. Yeah, yeah I know. Just, I know. Uh, no and, one's talked about that. Yeah. Right.
1: An incredible series of events. And then, of course, all leading up to Tuesday.
0: All right, Rory. I appreciate it. And by, by the way, we had Governor DeSantis on at length yesterday. Very open interview. And I, some of my inter, uh, interviews and my observations, but with the governor yesterday, of course, you're a Florida the person. That's why I'm asking. Sure. Is why didn't Ron DeSantis resonate better in the early, especially New Hampshire, because you think it would be made for him? Florida is a great record. And what I hear from my analysts, and some of them are very good here, is overmanaged, uncomfortable to start, some campaign strategic mistakes. Not necessarily, but, you know, the candidate pays the price for that. Um, because he. Right. when you meet him in person, people say, wow, very impressive, great family, sharp, young, served in the military, the only one. A lot of stuff going on in the world, and a great job in Florida. You would think on a paper that would resonate differently and better here, but it doesn't seem to be cutting through in terms of what we're seeing on Tuesday here.
1: I think uh, you mentioned the word that I think is the most important, young. Uh, I think he needs a bit more seasoning. I think you know, he's, but, he's 45 years old. He's got a long way to go with Ron DeSantis being in the public eye. But
0: you but know what's funny? Then you hear younger voters saying, all these guys running, well, a couple of them are too old. Well, right, yeah, well, but
1: he could be 57 and do this in 12 years, and, you know, then you could say, all right, now he's softened a bit, he's got a bit more age under his belt, and, and is a bit more comfortable talking with people and these approaches and getting on the national stage. Obviously, that this was his first time on the national stage. I think he just needed a bit more seasoning.
0: And, you know, Rory, one more minute with you. Over the years, mm-hmm. I've seen it. I think sometimes candidates who run from big states, populated states, um, you know, like, like with Doug Burgum, Came out of North Dakota here, laid mm-hmm. back, laid back. It was almost like he was coming off the J the, Dog, the show Yellowstone, had the ranch jacket on, no handlers, laid back in the studio. Um and then over the years I've seen like John McCain was, you know, was a US senator when he ran up here, he didn't have the entourage. George W. Bush comes in. He's got the Texas Rangers. He's got protection, big state of Texas, and he kind of gets, you know, he took it on the chin here. McCain clocked him on the primary because I think he was just over, you know, smothered. Uh, Phil Graham out of Texas. I could go on. Uh, Sometimes the big states, they kind of get a, 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 and DeSantis was so hot after his election victory. Coattails, the number one draft choice for Republicans going into 2024. The strategists and the analysts around him probably didn't know what hit him.
1: I, I can't really disagree there. I think that he was so insulated by this operation that he has out of Tallahassee that uh, was limiting his media exposure just to friendly uh, outlets. Uh, you know, He changed that tactic probably in the past six weeks or so, but may have been
0: too little too late. All right, Rory, thanks for the extended time.
1: Thanks, Jack. Have a good
0: weekend. Good
1: morning, New Hampshire, powered by Sig Sauer. Now back to Jack Heath on the Pulse of New Hampshire.
0: You know, uh, there are great benefits, perks, and resources that AARP New Hampshire and the team have here, ranging from everything from, you know, how to care for your loved ones as they age, more at home, um, affordability, uh, prescription drug costs, all these things they work on. They do a phenomenal job. But we have the primary on Tuesday. They know it's a big deal. They're trying to make it, you know, more accessible, easy, and more informed for all of us. And I'm going to let Christina Fitzpatrick, usually I kind of, you know, have a bunch of questions. I just want you to kind of run in, run through what your team's doing, where what resources are there, and all the stuff you put together, because it really is helpful.
2: Yeah, thanks, Jack. I'm really glad to be able to share this information. We have a voter guide that's available for people to know everything they need to know to be able to cast a ballot on Tuesday. People can go to aarp.org slash nhvote, and it'll tell you that Uh, It has links there, so you can find out where your precinct is. If you need to verify that information, Um, there are links to how late your how what the hours of your polling station will be. They're all open from eleven to seven, but some of them um, go longer than that. If information like if you want an absentee ballot, you need to request it by noon on the day before the election. So by noon on on Monday. Uh, people should bring their IDs to the polls. You can, if you forget, there's a, a way, something you can do to get around that. But It'll go much more smoothly if you bring your photo ID. So lots of information there with links to everything you need to know about the, the mechanics of voting.
0: Yeah, and we're hearing from the governor yesterday that we could be, Christina, we could see more than 350,000 people take part. Now, the weather, Mother Nature looks to be cooperating um, you know, highs going to be in the low 40s. That's pretty warm compared to what it would be tomorrow. So, no real barriers there on weather. Mother nature. Um, what do you What do you find? Some of the questions or issues some of the, your members have when it comes to voting? Are they keeping up with all this? Do they know where they can go? I mean, you're you're making it much more of a efficient, better process. Talk about what your feedback is.
2: Well, we are going to a lot of the candidate events um, this week. We have a bunch of volunteers who are going out. To share information like this, this voting resource page, and people are really appreciative. The people we're talking to are really grateful. And of course, it's New Hampshire, so voting is—I think—turnout tends to be higher here than in other states, which is, which is fantastic. And we just want to make sure that um, that that we're getting the information out there, just to make sure that people people can vote.
0: Mm, yeah. So you're actually going to the events, which are, you know, really part of the New Hampshire process, right, Christina?
2: That's right. That's right. So we're going to events and handing out information. Because the other thing we want to know, we want people to know the mechanics, like how do you cast a ballot? But then we also offer information. So if you, if people want to know where the candidates stand on two important issues that we're highlighting this year. One is about strengthening Social Security, protecting and strengthening Social Security the other is about support for family caregivers. And we got the, the three remaining Republican candidates, so President Trump, Ambassador Haley, Governor DeSantis. We asked them, what's your position on strengthening Social Security, supporting family caregivers? And people can go and watch the videos, like get it straight from their mouth, what they're saying about these issues. So if people want to see that, you, you can search AARP, Presidential Candidates, Social Security, Family Caregivers. And you'll go right to those videos so you can see what they say and make your, make your decisions with that information in mind.
0: And, you know, some of the issues that you advocate annually and locally throughout the year, Christina, because I know you work in a statewide, they're all so important. I mean, they're the, they're the hot-button home family issues that we all face as budgets are tight, inflation, caring for our, you know, a parent, uh, someone who yeah. doesn't necessarily need to be in a nursing home, uh, affording a prescription drug cost or price, healthcare you know, um, real stuff, right? Professional employment information. Uh, one of the things we talked about recently is how seniors can kind of get into the gig economy. All this stuff is pretty cool, but voting, and it's a big part of uh, what we do here, right?
2: That's exactly right, yeah. We want people to exercise their rights and, and have the information that they need. That's what we're really all about, is making sure people have information so that they are informed and can exercise their rights.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, and I, uh, I again, uh, what maybe in the beginning, I want you to sort of restate um, people who want to know how to vote, want to learn more. You've been going to, by the way, how many volunteers, Christina, do you have that have been going to some of these candidate events? you have a good team out there?
2: Yeah, we do. We have about 40 people who wow, are signed 40 up. 40 people. As, wow. Yeah, as uh, voter, enga- we call them voter engagement volunteers. And some of them go to, have been to a few events. Some of them have been to tons of events. And yeah, there's a lot of enthusiasm out there for um for the for voting and for election. You know, there's uh it's great to see.
0: Yeah. What are you, do you do are you enjoying this? Do you do you think it's gonna be a good turnout? Do you get is this exciting? Do you enjoy this kind of stuff, the civic engagement?
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, this is new to me. You know, I moved to New Hampshire about a year and a half ago. And so I haven't been part of this process before and the energy is fantastic. I love it.
0: Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Uh, so one last time, AARP in New Hampshire, right there. I'm looking at it. The easiest way to learn more?
2: AARP.org slash
0: Thank you. Just taking some water. You know, um, you noticed, how, Christina, I didn't put you on the spot with any predictions on the results. Thank you, Christina.
2: <laughs> Thank you for that, Jack. I appreciate <laughs> it. Have a good day.
0: Tom Raffio, President and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental. We've had a heavy political show before the primary, but a lot going on. We always need our good news energizer to end the week, Delta Dental Radio, and, of course, his book, Stories from the Starting Line. Take it away, Tom.
3: Thanks, Jack, and I enjoy your show. You get all fired up. I love it. So on the, on the fun stuff, uh, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. at Gould Hill Farm, we have a snowshoe race. It's called Snow or No, We Go, so if there's not enough snow, but I think there is, um, you wear snowshoes, and if not, you put spikes on your sneakers and you run. And on Sunday, it's the Northeast Delta Dental Boston Prep 16-Miler in Derry. Um, a lot of people that are doing Boston, believe it or not, you've got to start some really significant training. This is, this is a quintessential training run, so it's a 16-Miler and a 5-Miler. And guess which one, which of the two distances do you think I'm doing, Jack?
0: <laughs> i go I'll go a little bit shorter, but maybe i'm wrong.
3: Yeah, you're correct, because I'm just hoping, doing the five miler, that I'll finish ahead of the elite athletes who are doing uh, the 16 milers, some of whom can run twice as fast as me, or maybe even three times as fast. So that's what's going on on the on the fun stuff, and while I, while I just have the, if you will, the, the forum, I just want to thank you for the mental health forum that you put on Wednesday, um, your, your work, the work of Justice Broderick, and um, as you know, we we have a genesis uh, uh, think tank group of uh, c level executives in the in the state and probably want to get you involved with that who are going to be working on how to break down these mental health silos yeah. so I just want to give you a huge thank you and then and then also another huge thank you for calling to my attention the the need that veterans have for dental care because i 'm part of a dental care for veterans working group. We had a session yesterday, and what you 've What you've done for me is we now have a seven-bucket model of seven different ways uh, veterans can get their dental care, including the Delta Dental Program. So if you're not eligible for the VA, and we had Kevin, by the way, uh, at yesterday's call. If you're not eligible for the VA, if you don't have other insurance, and if you're not eligible for Medicaid, then we have the Delta Dental Program. So veterans, you can call me at 223-1300. I'm going to send you that flow chart and then at yeah, some point get, in, get, in, get, get into the studio and basically probably need like a half hour to oh, kind yeah, of explain no, we it. we need to
0: continue the bang the drums. Thank you, Tom. Good stuff. Thank you. Have, you have a good weekend.